Are we recording? Yeah. Dude, All right. Podcast number one, the inaugural premiere official podcast of the DC Defenders, brought to you by Jake's Tavern, located 1606 7th Street Northwest in the heart of Shaw. Best wings in the city. The DC Defender Dogs. We'll get into those a little bit later. Uh, introducing my co-host, Johnny. Hey, He's buddy. the assistant to the assistant uh, of the movie theater, man- <laughs> to the manager of the movie theater. If she can't see your qualifications, who needs her? No, the general manager of Jake's. Thank Johnny, you. say, say yeah. hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to, uh, to support this new XFL franchise and uh, the league in general. On this inaugural podcast, let's get it started off, I think. Do you know how uh, much Vince McMahon invested in this alone? I'm hundreds of millions of dollars. 400 mil dough. That's... How much is is he worth? Is he like a billionaire? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, because... Is that just WWE money? Does he have other... Yeah, WWE went public. You have have to remember that. I don't think about things like that. So him and his wife, I mean, his his wife is the, uh, what, Small Business Administration? I'm not trading stocks over here, Toddy boy. Well, you know, we'll get there. And this is Sandwich Todd, disgruntled New England sports fan, uh, and maybe just disgruntled. Um, this podcast was the product of what? Me, you, Joe? Well, you all just started to get uh, uh, season tickets when I was not at work. And then. Uh, oh, that's right. I yeah. came in. I came in the day after you bought them. And was like, I got some recording gear. Let's just do a let's let's, just, let's do a podcast. Let's do what everyone else on the planet's doing. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna make money off this someday. Oh well, I'm not gonna count any chickens before I even get a. Fucking- so there's five of us that got season tickets, right? And um, our boy, give a shout out to Tim Hogan at the Defenders. Um, he hooked us up with 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 five season tickets in section one twelve, and then. Um, we decided to do this podcast on Mondays. We're going to be doing it on Mondays moving forward, right? Mondays after whatever, whether the game is on Saturday or Sunday, it'll be a post-game wrap-up. Yep. Uh, I was also thinking maybe we could do, other, depending on availability of certain people, do other segments if we want to do little half-hour spots. Like, my buddy works Mondays, the one that has, has all the friends who went to LSU. Who knows all the players and everything. Yeah, so, we got a big LSU squad on this team, man. Yeah, uh, so let's get into it. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think, let's start off with the rules, man. Rules are a little fucked. Um, so it seems like from everything that I've read that they're looking for a faster game. Yeah, than, I mean, yeah. Than, than the NFL, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no coin tosses. Remember in the original XFL, one guy had to start at... One end zone, and one. What the fuck? Uh, you, you just have a ring, to, uh, a string that snapped on your guitar. Uh, Meanwhile, there's about 17 guitars in this room in in Johnny's humble abode here. I think you didn't place it on the stand. Probably, oh, I did. <laughs> gravity fell. I oh, it was it was the vibration of my voice. It was your. So the old XFL, you had a guy start at the top of one goal line, and they all and the ball was in the middle at at the 50 yard. Yeah, line. and then it was like basically like. You know, human cockfighting, <laughs> just fucking running at the goddamn thing and pulling it. So that was. That so wait, was how did that happen? They would be running, and then whoever got to the ball first has possession. Correct. Or what if they both got to the ball and just like? Then they snap necks, and apparently we weren't concerned about traumatic brain injury at that time. The information was not. Uh, it was not all there. No, it wasn't for, a good idea for CTE um, and such. No, but this is actually a legit, a legit league. They got Oliver Luck, who is. Uh, What's his name? Andrew Luck's father. What, what, what is, what, 
so he's the dad of a of a, of a prematurely retired quarterback. That's yeah, his qualifications I don't, I mean, to be I, the I commissioner know. of an entire football league. Yeah, I don't know his qualifications. <laughs> we probably should have done that research ahead of time. That would have been. I think it's idea. more funny just to make the fun of the fact that you know it's just somebody's dad. It's like you know how Tom Brady has been getting some shit because sometimes his dad runs his mouth when he's not supposed to about. Yeah, uh, that's true. In in New England, it's kind of like that, only with a whole nother league. And you got some guy. He actually has some power, some uh, authority, as it were. What if, what if Andrew Luck comes back and decides that he's just going to say fuck it and he's going to go? Balls to the wall. In but you get an elite NFL quarterback who just decides to play it in a league that's all offense, no defense. It's Correct. He probably will never get sacked. <laughs> no. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course that's what he wants. Although, I wonder if there's, like, <laughs> old lines and shit. So, I mean, I think that that leads us right into the 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 rules and, the, and, and really the, the differences between the two Okay, leagues. so what is kickoff or what is the coin toss situation for the XFL? So we, I don't know. You, we, uh, we don't know so that so yeah. that's that's good. I'm, I'm 0 for 1. I have, no, <laughs> I have no idea what the fucking coin toss is. It's okay. It's, it, dude, we're, we're thumbing through this thing and no one knows anything. Dude, no, no one, one knows internet. anything about, about, you know, I mean, I was on the phone with, with, with a couple of people and they were saying that the, the app for the Defenders is coming out this weekend, seven days ahead of time. That's it. But what is that? Just game schedule stats? Yeah, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Well, the tickets are through the individual franchises, correct? Correct. And isn't it true that uh, uh, McMahon owns everything? Like he owns the whole league? That I don't know. Does he own the whole league? I thought you told me that. He can't. He we are can't. the most uninformed sports uh, analysts yeah. no, in the planet, but we will, we, will be, we will be more informed come week one this is a, after this, we watch a game and pay attention. Great, this is great analysis. <laughs> but so the main differences in rules here are that at the – so for the point after touchdown, you can either do a one, two, or three-point conversion. And none of those are kicks. They're all – They have to be an offensive play. Yeah. At the two, five, or ten yard line. So why would you always just do it at the ten yard line? You should. You should always go for. I a guess if you had a conversion. beast running back, maybe you just pound it in for the one point. Yeah, I'd love to see a beast running but back in this league. I mean, listen, we can go to some running backs on our team. When really? On, yeah, we got running backs. Is 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 the is Jerome Bettis coming back? Uh, no, but uh, Jarrell Presley, the oh, University of New right. Mexico's legend, comes with a three year NFL pedigree and an AAA, AAF league rushing yard title. Presley has 431 yards in a short AAF season. What is the AAF? Dude, fuck if I know. American Athletic Football. 430 yards? Isn't that like two games, three games? It's, it's a short AAF league. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or we have, uh, have Donnell Pumphrey Jr. This guy, I mean. So, dude, we got Elvis Presley and we got this no, guy with Jarrell, like, like, like Superman's dad. <laughs> what is going on here? Dude, it's amazing. So the interesting thing about the three-point conversions is, is that, um, or two-point conversion, is that if the, if the opposing team gets it, right? So let's say you're, you're, you're trying to go for the three-point conversion, and they fumble or something. Yeah. And the team that's on defense, if they get it and they run it back, that they get three points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. This is clutch. All right, rule number two. Um, you're allowed two forward passes uh, ahead of the line or behind the line. Behind of the line of scrimmage, yes. Which I think honestly will be one of the more exciting that is, rule that changes. Is, that is going to be actually really. Neat. It'll it'll give it'll give the flea flicker flea flicker more to, more opportunity in in an offensive strategy. It'll be it'll be like you know Brady and Edelman, but Brady can actually 
drop back 20 yards, throw it to Edelman, and then Edelman can, you know, junk it somewhere. Also, it makes play action so much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you, once again, if you have a beast running back, like our DC defenders do have. Uh, uh, Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. We also have Nick Brosette, the LSU running back uh, who broke his season, uh, broke out his senior season with 14 touchdowns, is looking to get back into the NFL after stories, stints with both New England Patriots and the Detroit Lions. So, was he on the practice squad for the past? Uh, Nick Brissett. I don't fucking know. I mean, uh, is he Jacoby's brother? Oh, Brosette, not Brissett. Oh, Brosette. Yeah. Okay. He's, 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 he's uh, yeah, he's a different guy. Interesting. Different family. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm uh... feeling strong about that. All right. Third, third different rule. The kicking needs to be placed between the, the zero yard line and the 25 yard line on a, on a kickoff. Yes, so it once pull- it's kicked, it has to land between the 25 and Correct. the end zone. But if it goes into the end zone, it goes back all the way up. No, it goes forward all the way to the 45-yard line. To the kicking team's 45. Yeah, which would be basically... Yeah, a 55-yard gain right out, of the, right out of the gate. Which means they just don't care about special teams and or defense. Correct. That is correct. They just want this thing to go balls... To the they world. want 50s, 80s, 80-point games. That's they want it. it to be, yeah, And exciting. we'll talk about handicapping in a moment. I don't know how you handicap this stuff. Like, I mean, we, yeah, we got the defenders versus the dragons minus fucking 70. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, and also, I mean, is, Defe- is, is Vegas going to even touch this without having any sort of... Uh, oh, they got to. With no background on the league or how it's going to work out for anybody? Well, they shouldn't, but they should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need some sandwich. Todd over here is a degenerate, degenerate gambler. So, degenerate gambler. Uh, I was I was betting on the Fiji Open. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, fourth difference: the running. Cl- uh, oh, it's a running clock, except for timeouts, and you get two per side. Except for the doesn't the clock stop in the two minute warning? Correct. And the two minute warning out of bounds end of play is that's it or incomplete or incomplete pla- yep. pass. Yep. Um, all these things that they don't sound terrible in my opinion. No, all the no, they all, really don't. It, it, offensively, it'll make it more interesting. It just ruins the. It, it's going to be a one-sided league, though. I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like scores like a hundred to ninety. I mean, you know, a quarterback's dad is running the league, so it's going to be offensive-minded. Apparently, good old Oliver Luck, baby. <laughs> all right, I don't even know who that guy is. All right, five is uh, the twenty-five second play clock, which is usually forty, correct? In the which NFL. is. Uh, the 40 second play Is it clock? 40? I think it's 40. Okay, yeah. so it's 40. Okay. That's 15 seconds. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're doing a two minute drill, you got to really. I mean, that's like a consistent two minute drill. It's, ba- it's, it's almost no huddle at that point. Because you have to, you can't, you can't have a whole huddle conversation, break up, and then even change, change your formations at the last What if you had to pull an audible? You can't do that. Well, it's not in know. 25 seconds. Maybe, uh,. <laughs> Maybe Peyton Manning will come out of retirement and show us how to pull it audible. With his XFL. noodle arm and his neck. All right. Um, number six. <laughs> this is a man who never played a professional sport. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm a pro. I'm a pro, baby. Number six. Um, this, is, this is an interesting innovation. So there's eight teams, right? But there's a ninth team. And yes. It's called, and it's called Team Nine. Very cleverly uh, uh, named. Sh- very, very clever name. That a whole panel of. It would people be like if we just called this the, the podcast. The, <laughs> the the podcast. The Ohio State. The podcast. But what's interesting about it is, and the rationale behind it is, is that 
anyone who didn't make a 52-man roster starting last Monday or starting uh, this Monday. I I think there's like a tryout for Team 9, right? Yeah. And then on Team 9, you have all these players who are active, right? And they practice. And they scrimmage. The offense and defense scrimmage yeah. every and week. They, so and, they're, and they just scrimmage all the time. So they're they're athletically up to speed if someone needs to pull them due to injury. It would be like me and you just going from the couch into there and they would like, you know, they snap my my oh. sternum in half and my and my spleen falls out. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So they're trying to avoid that 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 type of decapitation. Which is which is interesting. And then any team if someone's if someone gets injured on the team, they can pull from team 9. Now here's the interesting thing yeah, cuz there's yeah. only how many players are on team 9 is it 90 or Shit, I, I don't know, 52, right? 50, it's just, 50, just a, so that means you're only 100. you're only holding maybe four or five running backs, a couple of quarterbacks, yep. you know, and and you know, receivers and and linemen and and tight ends and all that stuff. So if one week, you know, multiple running backs go down, like who gets the choice who gets to pick the best to like go onto the their waiver, squad? Like what's the order? It's not like there was a draft for it. Was there a draft? No, people, they had to call people and ask them to play in this league. Dude, this bro. is like major league. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Jake, like, no, they how had would you to, like to play for the Cleveland They literally Indians? called that people. you? They were called, they called people that were selling insurance for a living. I'm like, hey, dude, you played in college. You want to try the XFL? Welcome to our world. How would you like to manage Like, the I didn't Cleveland get the, uh, I didn't get. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get the uh, the invite to try out for the XFL. Well, I mean, I mean you're, a, you're a physical specimen, John. Well, it's not only that, but it's also, um, you know, I think that I wish I had known there were tryouts because I feel like I would have at least competed. You know, we could be a place kicker. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you'd look good in, in bent tight o- pants, bent over, holding the ball. <laughs> Jesus, that's terrible. All right, so let's 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 move on from the. So so those are the major rules. It's I I think it's kind of I think it's kind of neat to be honest with you. I just don't know how this is all going to work. Like the two forward passes. I mean, you got to. Think up all kinds of new defenses and, you know. Todd, you realize no one's going to really – the defense is going to look like a Pro Bowl defense. There was there was one quote that I was reading. I wonder if it's, if it's on this or somewhere else. It said we really wanted to – oh, yeah, here it is. It says, we wanted to truly test it where coaches had their livelihoods dependent on the decision. That's what Oliver Luck said. Wait. What on what we decision? Test every play, every every play where their livelihood, like Jesus, what, what is, is this like? Survivor, survivor football coach, <laughs> survivor football coach, like up. Oh, sorry, you made the wrong play. You're fucked. Dude, go, I go I, just, I just oatmeal. think that I just think that uh, ramen. Yeah, I think that uh, what's his what's his first name? Lux's first name? Uh, Oliver. Oliver. I think he was just Ollie at, baby. I think he was at a WWE event. You know, we're gonna like, test their livelihood. I got a good idea. I really want my son to get back in the game, but I don't uh, want him to get injured. <laughs> freaking Andrew Luck, man, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's got torn shoulder, neck. Good head of hair on him. Though, he might huh? be a coach. Who? Luck. Andrew? Why not? Oh, he's 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 he certainly got charisma. <laughs> I mean, I've not, I haven't seen. Charisma I love that like Mormon that. neck beard he's got going on too. Oh, dude, I've, the, I've always, uh, do you think he's shaved it now? That he's the not Henry a David Thoreau yeah. transcendentalist <laughs> move. I was thinking about doing that and coming to Jake sometime. Yeah, when I shave this off, I'm I'm gonna make it look like um, yeah, something more less uh, less mustache, more just cheek and jaw. Go 19th know? century yeah, type shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just like just like 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 Neil Young lamb chops. That, chops. Yeah, that go all the way around your chin though. You know, that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. A little Jebediah action. <laughs> all right. So uh let's 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 get into the team here. John, you've been doing some serious research on this uh I, I on this fifty-two man roster that we got I've here. I've been looking at it and I don't know anyone. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh I have pulled up XFLnewshub.com. Okay. And they have done a wonderful job of giving us a little blurb for our uh, our all of our players that have made the, the offensive side of the ball. Clearly, this league doesn't care about defense because I haven't gotten no. any information on our defensive players. Nor do I know. I don't. Even, is anyone playing defense? <laughs> like, are people playing both sides of the ball? Is that how this they is going like to work? A, like a three man squad. There out might there. be. There, there might be two way players. To be honest with you, man. Like, because well, defense it looks is so. Like, you know, I mean, when I go to our squad here. Dude, I've never heard of half these guys. Who the fuck is Barnes Tavares? All right, but let's get excited about Cardale right, yep. Jones. All okay. Right, so Cardiel, Car the Car Cardale? Cardale. 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 Cordell Cordero Patterson. Uh, Patterson. Oh, um, the last name's first. So that guy's name is not. What? Oh, that's weird. Okay, so I'm looking at the roster right now. So instead of Barnes Tavares. It's His, Tavares it's Barnes. It's Tavares Barnes. Okay. <laughs> so I still don't even know who he is. All right. So here we go. All right. Cardell Jones, QB. We have arguably. Stud the, out of Ohio, the Ohio yeah, State University. He won a national championship, and he is arguably the biggest name in the XFL as per XFL News Hub. I'm pumped. So I, the fact that we got that player at such a critical position, honestly, Todd, I believe there's hope for us. John, I'm trying to figure out why you. Gave me this website here, this XFL News Hub. I click on Cardell Jones, and I there's no stat. There's no. Dude, I'm like, just reading the no page uh, that says DC Defenders roster. A note on on each offensive player. I'm reading Did that article. News. It's Connor Folk wrote it. He he published oh. it January 28th of oh, this Connor. year. That's uh, two days ago. So it's pretty up to date. Hot. Pretty up to date information. Um. Can we talk about our coach first, though? Who is our coach? Coach is a guy by the name of, like, uh, Pret. What's his name? Pep? Pep Hamilton. And uh, he was a... Uh, he played for Howard. Oh, solid. Back in, from 93 to 96 as a QB. Okay. Go Bison. Uh, he was a... Keeping uh, it local in the district. Keeping it local. He was an all-scholar athlete, so he's a wicked smart guy here. And then it looks like he went to... I don't know, coaching for the Jets, the fucking Stanford Cardinal, Niners, and the Bears. So and now he's the head coach of the fucking Defenders. I mean, whoa. Is it my how the mighty have fallen, or, or are we? I, 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 I mean, I've never heard of Pep Hamilton, so I mean, I don't know if it's I, if it, I, it was if he was mighty to begin with. Honestly, I I I personally believe, and yeah, I think that. Of the the hub and the news and the and, and the information I've gleaned from just working, sure, uh, you know, at the bar and and people coming in. I've talked about this potential podcast that now we're actively doing, which is always good to talk about shit, but they'd actually do it. You know, it's I'm glad we're doing it. Um, yeah, me but too. I found out more than just our group of regulars at Jake's. Um, I've heard four or five other groups of dudes that have all just jokingly, like you guys did, bought season tickets. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of how the DC United and MLS started in DC too. And we have a loyal following for that for that team. Dude, it is. I mean, it is like 
viral. Like those people, they they bring their scarves and shit. And... Yeah, and back when it was at RF, RFK, the the tailgates were epic, dude. Just like really belligerently you drunk could, in you tailgates. Could, you could park out there, dude. RFK had all that parking because it was, used to be the football stadium. I mean, like no one's paved that lot in forever. There's grass growing up everywhere, but like you would just park your you know your car there, and every, people would just get hammered for the MLS games. I've been no to a shit. couple. And they, everyone got kind of mad when it moved to Audi Field, where the defenders are also playing, um, because there's no place in Southwest over there to uh, to do a tailgate. There's no parking. There's no parking garage. You just got Well, there's kind of like a lot, but most people just metro down there. Yeah. So, so we were talking about, like, if we were going to go to, like, Bardo beforehand or, you know, somewhere else and grab a few pops. Joe recommended that we... Uh, I honestly just think you got... Dude, you fucking get a case of beers or get like a, a thermos with some fucking whiskey gingers in it or something. Just go down to the fucking river and just like well, like, the, like well, homeless people get a little bonfire well, and a fucking the trash can. The that Joe was like, yeah, why don't we just brown bag and go into the woods? I was like, what woods? There are I mean, woods right next to the river. Like, you mean the Anacostia? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like just sitting down there and like... Uh, and like McNulty and and Bub show and, up, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just chucking beer bottles into the river. <laughs> yeah, and like dead bodies. I mean, it, for those for those folks that are not on, uh, not familiar with DC, Anacostia is not. It's not a clean river, I don't think, is it? Well, no. There's the Potomac it's next to a city. Yeah. Well, I mean, Charles River in Boston is pretty nice, isn't it? It's fucking gross, dude. The Charles River. Would you drink the water out of the Charles River? I would. I would bathe in that water. Oh, it's because you're it's a like fucking homer, dude. You're a fucking homer. Yeah. Um. No, I. It's not. It's not dirty because of of anything except for the fact that it's in near a metro area. Honestly, the Potomac River. If you go up about thirty miles away from the city, you can drink that water straight out of the river, dude. It, it, some of the best bass fishing in the entire country is in the upper potomac yeah do they used to have north bass of great Master- falls though yeah they yeah. used to have bass masters up there yeah tournaments up there yeah we used to watch it on on saturday mornings eight o'clock espn i don't know why that's the mo- jason what? my brother jason who also works at chase he loved to watch fucking fishing i oh, can't i can't God, get into it dude. i can't uh the best oh mama god bless oh god god bless you know when the when the you know the the one and a half footer comes i just always the- wanted their uh i just always wanted their boats and their big the big chair they'd sit on in the front of the bow of the boat you know oh, the little the stool best. the, the, <laughs> the, the casting seat yeah well no there was the casting stool like where you'd sit up at the bow of the boat and you'd be you'd cast out front for trolling sure right? yeah. yeah i don't know all right so- i used to fish out of a canoe that's all i know oh you, you used to do the canoe job yeah, I've I've flipped a couple of those babies in my time. All right, so let's get back to the to the to the roster here. Are we really? I mean, okay. I yeah. here's the thing. Sure, I, I'll go Hit through. Me. I'll go through all the all of our players real quick. We got yeah. we got Cardell Jones as a quarterback. Backup backing him up is Tyree Jackson. Uh, Tyree is a uh, is a giant at six foot seven. Uh, he's a quarterback from the University of Buffalo. Uh, he did he did spend a preseason with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, didn't make the practice squad, or was on the practice squad, didn't make the actual team. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So we got him, and then Cardell Jones is, is arguably the most popular, you know, motherfucker in the in the planet over here. Can you get me one of those as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited uh, about our quarterback situation. And then we get into running backs. Uh, I mentioned uh, Jarrell Presley from the University of Mexico. We got Donnell Pumphrey, who uh, was a leading rusher. In the NCAA, you know, so in a fourth round pick. And Nick Brissett, Brosette, we were talking about LSU running back, also uh, Khalid. 
Yeah. Also, uh, Khalid Ab- Abdullah. Abdullah. Who uh, was the FC FCS champion from Regional Division of 1A Powerhouse. James Madison University owns the university record for JMU total. JMU do. Total. Uh, the record for total touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. The running back is looking to get some film as he tries to continue his professional career. That's, a, that, that's another good point. I think a lot of this is also these players are looking to get, because there will be NFL scouts seeing if there's some potential there. Like guys like Belichick, you know the real. You really think that Bill Belichick's going to stop by a DC? He, he looks at everything, game? dude. There's always a potential. Okay. He turned Julian Edelman to one of the best slot receivers in the league. Julian Edelman wasn't playing for the defense. He was no, but he was quarterbacking at Kent State. You That's know, different. It, it's too all right. Kent State was is a division. to see the athletic acumen yeah. of a person and change his entire position and then make him an elite MVP, Super Bowl MVP winning fucking receiver. That's a big fucking, that's seeing talent and understanding it. So what I'm saying is he'll probably have a, him personally, no, but a member of the New England Patriots will be looking at the XFL All I'm this saying year. is that we got this guy by the name of Carlos Merritt, who's a safety that went to Campbell University. You're telling me that Bill Belichick's just, you know. He probably already knows who these people are, to be honest Really? Really? I don't know, man. Maybe not. who Ja Rule press. Oh, Ja Rule. He's, <laughs> our, he's our guy. <laughs> or Elijah Campbell. Oh, this this guy. Now going into it, our wide receiver is Rashad Ross. Was a Washington Redskin. Yeah. Uh, he's coming back. We got Jalen. <laughs> he's probably thrilled that he's not a Redskin. Anymore. By the way, we have this guy Jalen Rowell. Now I'm, I'm I haven't read what it says about him, but he has the longest uh, exp- or little blurb about him. So let's read this. Uh, let's yeah. read this all the way through. He is the Air Force Academy graduate. <clears throat> oh, I saw this guy. Was an accomplished receiver at a triple option heavy program. The receiver compiled oh, 2,697 yards and 18 touchdowns with the program. Both records for the Air Force Academy. Uh, Raul was projected to be a mid-round NFL draft pick with his rare size, six foot four, and athleticism. However, that year the Department of Defense changed its policy, allowing athletes to pursue professional athletics straight out of the service ac- uh, service academies. Raul had to serve his two-year commitment, taking a commission as a flight logistics officer at Nellis Air Force Base. After serving our country honorably, Raul was ready to once again pursue his professional football dreams. That's an interesting guy because, you know, if it wasn't for his commitment to the Air Force Academy, he yeah. might have actually gotten into the NFL, and now he's been kind of washed over, passed well, over. What was the whole thing with David Robertson? Uh, with the NBA, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, he had to get, like, That's a why they, he, I don't think he ever was actually an admiral, but they called him the admiral, right? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure at, like, 23, you're not a fucking admiral. You know, being like, yes, you know, fucking bombs away. All right, so um, we got, who's this Malachi Dupree fella? He's from LSU. He's a wide receiver, six foot four. He's got some height on him. Uh, he's been working to get a permanent home in the NFL for three seasons, spending okay. some time as the regular season roster for the Arizona Cardinals. So he's, well, been, he's been in the NFL. We know how good the Cardinals are, uh, a.k.a. not so good. Um, They've had it. They've had some good years. What's the scouting report on uh, where? Where was this guy? Scooby Wright. He's a linebacker out of Zona. He's well, a, I won't. I wouldn't have any information on linebacker. This is only oh, offensive right. side. Yeah, yeah, it's only. Uh, what's an OC? Why do I feel like DeAndre oh. Tompkins is an actual NFL player? Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? A uh, speed guy. Tompkins is absolutely a successful Dude, return this man. Guy, this guy right here. He's an OC. What's it? Is that a offensive center? coordinator? I don't know, his name is James O'Hagan. There's, there's never been an Irish football an player. Irish football player. <laughs> I think he's probably the off- like, OC offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, we got Jimmy O'Sullivan. He's no, our fucking wide OC receiver. offensive coordinator. No, it's he's he's on the roster. 
He went to Buffalo. Also, if you look at some of the, I know what you're reading right now. I know what you're reading right now. I've looked at that page a bunch of times. And there's a lot of uh, position names I've never heard of before. Do you think that they're going to be creating new positions? You know, like how the fullback is kind of dying in the NFL? It says, like, LG. Yeah, yeah that's our left guy. <laughs> left guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, just, he's just launching shit. He's just there. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you know what would actually be interesting? Listen to this. So we got a kicker by the name of Ty Rouza. Ra- 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 Rasa? Ra- Raul Road. Um, he's out of Boise State. This this is somewhere where Belichick or someone like him might be coming down and trying to, you know, because the the, the kicking is just a trope. Oh, so now you're on my idea that no. someone might be paying attention Dude, to the league. The guy ain't checking out Scooby fucking Doobie <laughs> over here, whatever whatever the hell that guy's name is. Right? Scooby Wright. Like, no one's coming down Regardless, to Scooby. Todd, all I said is there, the NFL might be looking at some of these players, not all of them, well, for potential athletes. On the record, in the, in the, I thought that you said that Bill Belichick probably knows all these people. and you know, Well, he probably, dude, he, he has an infinite football mind, let's be honest. Yeah. No, he I knows mean, a lot of players in like college Yoda. that you've never seen in the NFL. You know what's not good is that the XFL has not trimmed down the number of players to the 52-man roster. No, on that on that web. Yeah. That's why I took this one. This one's the one to trim down. So, yeah. Back back to offense. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 uh. Yeah, let's go back to offense. Let's just do some fun names. To be honest with you, all right? Well, uh, we like, have like Scooby Harris. Well, no, we have we have we we have the the mixture of two different NFL quarterbacks in Eli Rogers. Oh, uh, oh, after, oh, I didn't even pick up on that. After a rookie season with the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. That saw him with about 600 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Rodgers seemed to be a rising star. Unfortunately, he had some down seasons following and now hopes his performance with the D.C. defenders can get him back into the NFL. I'm hearing a thing here about these kids are just trying to play to get back into the NFL. Here's the thing. Which How goes to something we haven't talked be? about. Uh, they're not getting paid any money, really. It's no, like, they're not. At best, what is it, $20,000? No, it seemed like for 10 weeks of work, well, it's really more than ten weeks. We well, got training camp, training and then you, and stuff. if you go to the Super Bowl, they said the average player is making fifty-two grand, right? For ten weeks of work, that in order bad. to make that money, though, you have to finish all games, correct? Fi- it, there's a, 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 a huge incentive bonus that you need. I thought it was only a thousand dollars a week, though. If- yeah, no, that's that. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, but that if you hit all these incentives, you get like an additional four grand. But you only get that because if it's so only this is like dude, it's this only is like ten thousand dollars though it's only ten thousand dollars if you like miss gladiators. Yeah, no, it's, it. Well, that's what kind of what football always was, really, right? Yeah. The gridiron. Yeah, the gridiron. Yeah. Um, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, so we have Eli Rogers, and then we have a uh, Tyler Palka. Who? These fucking names, dude. The wide receiver was a Swiss Army knife at Division One Gannon. Swiss. He was a. <laughs> he in fact was a Swiss Army knife. He was a quarterback who also saw significant time as wide receiver. Then we got the old Simi this is a six foot three wide receiver. Was a strong receiver at the University of Indiana, compiling about two thousand. I love how they say compiling about two thousand yards, which means it was like one thousand seven hundred and sixty five yards. Dude, let's this be is this is my guy. And right twelve here. touchdowns. He's he, uh, although he's on defense. His name is Vakamilalo. Oh no 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 no! That's his last name. His first name is Kalani Vakamial. Vakamilalo. Thank Christ you're not going to do the live broadcast. Jesus, dude. Holy shit. We also have uh, we have uh, Malachi Dupree. 
Like a good biblical name, you know that. Dupree has been working to get a permanent home in the NFL for three seasons, spending some time on regular season rosters. Wait, didn't didn't we of the Arizona that? Cardinals once again, dude? We just we already went through that. Game. Oh, we talked about Malachi. Yeah. Okay, and what then we have DeAndre Tompkins, who sounds like an NFL, uh, yeah, no, but I he's not. He played, played at Penn State. Like the, played for like. Pitch. Are you ready for the tight ends, brother? Yeah, who do we got? We got Kerry spelt. Maybe it's Kari. Spelled K H A R I Lee. He's the NFL veteran of 34 games looking to establish himself as a receiver in the XFL as he was primarily a blocking tight end in the NFL. All right, he's useless. Uh, Donnie Erz, blocking tight end, dude, this is an offensive league. Who cares about blocking? Dude, what about Donnie Ernsberger? Yeah, he's about, he's a very, after a very strong senior season at Western Michigan, Ernsberger has spent the last two seasons on NFL teams. But you're not telling me which ones he was on. Oh, this is a, I mean, I'm sorry, buddy, but I need more information. I didn't do my research. Could you do your research for me? Isn't that the point of the internet, Todd? So I don't have to do research. It I just read it that off the it internet. Used to be that, that way in the late 90s. Oh, we have two centers. Oh, let's not forget Derek Hayward, by the way. And by the way, all of you fantastic athletes playing for us at DC, uh, we are not making fun of you. We really do hope the best. We hope that you guys have excellent seasons and don't get injured and don't, and, and, and don't get injured and stay healthy and make make whatever mean menial money they're going to give you this first time around and we're really happy that it, Todd and I as much as this is kind of a farcical podcast we actually do want the XFL I'm, to I'm, succeed it's something I always get there's always that seasonal depression for like sports guys after the Super Bowl where right it's like there. it's actually after after the NFC and AFC championship games where you're like you wait that week for the Super Bowl you're like it's, it's already it's, over. It's the it's the sports diaspora. Yeah. I mean and then just, there's, there's just really, really nothing there. to care about. You wait for March Madness and it sucks. Dude, one year I resulted to watching bowling with that dude with the he has those like cheap Oakleys, but they aren't Oakleys. Do you know the bowling guy I'm talking about? No. He's got like the classic, you know, he's he's got slick like back. he's balding, yeah, slick back hair. And he wears like the tack glasses, the commercials. That it's like 1999. It cuts down on. I never, I've never succumbed to bowling. I, I was a huge yeah. NBA fan growing up, so like I can still like del- delve into midseason NBA. Oh, it, oh you, during you this time without the, uh, without football. I only watch the Celtics. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm I can watch any basketball game even to this day. If it just I don't get excited like I do about the NFL. Dude, I was trying to watch the the Houston game last night, and I was just bored as shit. If you don't have, I was watching you, it over at Jake's. If, I With know you, you, you were there. I, I was fucking there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, he's on Jake's Tavern where I work, sixteen oh six Seventh Street. Sixteen oh six Seventh Street, the home of the best wings in Washington D.C. Also, the uh, the, 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 the premier official. downtown, the premier downtown D.C. Defenders Bar. There are some bars that have subscribed to the D.C. Defenders, but they're all in Navy Yard next to Audi Field. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're actually gonna. We don't want to tell people that. It's fine. Listen, it's going to happen. We are the only cent- centralized location yep. who is defending the district and defending the D.C. defenders and pr- representing them. We've actually, uh, my owners reached out to the organization. We're trying to get a flag or some sort of banner to put it at the bar. And, and you know, as much as this is a joke, like I was saying earlier, I'm really excited to see some yeah, football. Yeah, no, I am too, man. You know, I never actually got into arena football or the old XFL. Yeah, neither did I. But this is something different. I think we're ready for something right now, you know? No, I think it's I think it's definitely ripe. Yeah. I think it's ripe, and I think that, uh, you know, provided that this doesn't turn into, like, some sh- shit show of epic proportion. I mean, we were laughing the other day, like, you know what? I, like, the, the Dragons of Seattle. That's our first game, right? Oh, dude, dude, fucking East Coast, West Coast rivalry, East Coast, baby. East Coast, West Coast. Bringing back that Tupac, Tupac Biggie bullshit. Biggie bullshit. There we go. Yeah. But, like, out, out of Seattle, 
the best the best logo and mascot you can come up with is a dragon? Well, they're closer to Asia. That's that's your <laughs> rationale? I mean, like, couldn't you come up with like, you know, the fucking it's not Seattle even, Amazonians. It's not I mean, even it's, it's not even Seattle alliteration Mic- like the Seattle dragons. Yeah, the, maybe the, it's oh, you know what it is, dude. Dude, sea dragons? No, what it is? They're just ponying off of like the North remembers and fucking like Game of Thrones bullshit. Like oh, they 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 probably named that team and people were so horny for fucking Khaleesi. Wow. All right, we're going there already. <laughs> Dude, we, we, I've I've only had a gin gimlet, which, by the way, was tasty as hell. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm still and, a professional bartender. And we <clears throat> have the um, uh, hailing out of Kansas City, Missouri. I got a double IPA called The Calling. This is delicious. From Boulevard Brewery. It's very good. It's very, very good. good. Very good. Uh, I, I'm looking I at the... I think it's pretty pretty potent, though. Yeah, eight, eight and a half is... I mean, it's strong, but it's not like it's ten. Um, <laughs> it is. It, yeah, I, three of these, and I'll be good to go. Um... Also, I did do dry January. I was about to I, say, I, I stopped, three of those, you're going to be good to go. I stopped, I stopped those, tonight be... for the podcast, so I'm two days, uh, a day early. Uh, I don't give a shit. A day Fuck early you. and a dollar short. I'm always a dollar short. Uh, um, yeah, let me just get through these names just in yeah. case. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we got, uh, we got Derek Hayward. Uh, Hayward is a 6'5", tight end. Uh, strong like blocker. That. Expects to play a significant role with the rushing offense. At center, we have both John Toth, John spelled J-O-N like I do, and uh, he uh, started 35 consecutive games as center for University of Kentucky. Uh, following college, Toth had both a brief stint with the, had a had a brief stint with the New York Jets. So, and then we have James O'Hagan. Uh, he's a center. He started three straight seasons at center for University of Buffalo. Following college, O'Hagan had a brief stint with the New York Giants. So we got two uh, two uh, you know uh, Gotham uh, players over there. At guard, we have Dorian Johnson. Uh, he played at Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. Also played for the Cardinals for a minute. Oh, nice little um, guy, yeah. Richard Cook is a gu- is one of our guards. He played junior college. Uh, is that a JUCO? Uh, junior college to UAB. Established himself as a contributor at his senior season. They capitalized the it's S funny. in senior season. I don't you know. Understand. Growing up in New England, like also, we, dude. We let me get this we, real quick. We didn't have. Juco's. We also have Chris Brown. Chris Brown is playing for us. Wait a second. Rihanna, watch out. Ooh, too soon. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> just kidding. Jesus Christ. Uh, at the University of South Carolina, Brown played 41 games and started 17 of them. Brown joined the L.A. Chargers as an undrafted free agent and was unable to establish himself with the team. I do not condone Dude, domestic guy, violence. That was a joke, ladies and gentlemen. This, this guy is 315 pounds out of USC. 6'2". Six, uh, six no, he's not 6'2". He's 6'4". That's a very large human being. Yeah. Okay. At uh, offensive tackle, we have Cole Boozer. Carlos Boozer's younger brother. Oh, maybe. Uh, he also played tight end. Uh, we have Logan Tooley Tillman. Who? Uh, Logan Tooley Tillman is an offensive tackle. He played okay. three years college. Never seen, never seen, never seen uh, we have Malcolm before. Bunch. Uh, he played at UCLA. He played. Oh, uh, nice. DeAndre Wesley played at uh, Brigham no, a Young. Bear. He was a uh, Bruin. Yeah. Uh, he also yeah. played seven regular NFL seasons across parts of four NFL oh, teams. De- oh, this is DeAndre Wesley. Okay. Here's so that's our that's our offense, guys. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. Let me ask you about that. Is that you have a guy who's played seven seasons in the NFL, right? I mean, I don't know what the league minimum is, but you know, you're making pretty good coin, right? 
Well, you got to think he got cut, right? He probably has been on a practice squad and mm. or not saw a lot of field time and then was probably averaging, I don't know, what, so 300, got a couple, what, 300K a year, though? A couple million in the bank. No, for a player that doesn't. What's, what, 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 what do they sign a player for? Dude, you think about the salary cap. Yeah. And when a quarterback makes 21 mil, mil a year. Yeah, everyone else is making the how much are the How much is yeah. the backup fucking receiver making? You know what I mean? Or the back, oh, that offensive tackle making. You know, you're an offensive tackle. There's no money in that. Unless you're like I'm critical thinking, to the offense. I'm just saying, this guy's, this guy's probably 30, 30 to 32, right? He's obviously not playing this year in the NFL, so he needs to make his 50 grand working at the XFL. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, if he's got $2 million in the bank. Does I mean, he? I don't think he does. That's no. my point. I mean, maybe he I'm not going to speak for the man, else. but, yeah. like, yeah, you know. Anything else on your agenda we want to talk XFL, oh, buddy? Oh, yeah, I need to check my Google Doc here. Um, all right, so we went through the <laughs> – I, I, I just put the fucking team as segment two. Uh, segment three, uh, season tickets. So this, this, this came about, I mean, basically because our boy, our boy Joey Pats uh, and I were sitting at the bar and... Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> And uh, we, we decided that we should somehow get, get some tickets to this. And Thinking it might be more arduous than it was. Yeah, so then when we looked up, said season tickets, right? It was $150. For the whole season. For the whole season. That's one Pearl Jam ticket, by the way. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's one Pearl Jam ticket to Baltimore, right? Yeah. So you get $150, you get five games, right? Yeah. 30, 30 bucks a game. And what's amazing is, is that when I called up Tim Hogan, shout out to Tim Hogan at uh, xfldefenders.com. Uh, he said, I said, well, listen, I said, what are the fees and taxes? Like, you know, because they usually hit you with something, right? It's like going to the supermarket. You think that you're getting out of there for something and, and you're not. And they said, and he, and he was just like, yeah, he's like, the best thing about season tickets is, is that you just, you buy six of them, you got no fees, no taxes. There's a one-time $10 processing fee. That was it. So it behooves you to get as many tickets as you possibly can. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's what I'm saying. Have you looked at the seat chart for season tickets? Are they selling out? He said that it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I it, when I spoke with him today, he said that it's really picking up because their marketing is getting uh, is getting a lot better. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's no, it is good. I mean, I want a fun. I want a fun time. The reason why we went with section one twelve is because our is because our boy Joey Pats has season tickets to the Patriots, and that one twelve section he recommended. Is that where he sits? In he sits in a very similar. But further up because it's Gillette. further up. I mean, yeah. it's 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 Gillette, right? Um, but Audi only has two levels. By the way, Audi Field, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been there, yeah, even if you don't see, it, please go try and see a DC Defenders game. But if, I've seen the U.S. national team play there a handful of times, see some United games. I can't wait for there to be a concert series there. Have you have you, have you been to the stadium before? Never, never. Dude, not, it's a beautiful never small stadium. It, there's not a bad seat in the house. That's what it's, everyone tells me. It, like honestly, if you think you have a bad seat, just go to the Heineken Bar and it looks over the uh, the the goals of, of 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 you know one side of the field, and you're right what two steps away from getting yourself another beer. And there's a little ledge with bar stools where you can sit up and actually just if you get there early enough, 
and they're never crowded games right now. I mean, hopefully DC defenders blow up and they get crowded. Yeah. But I mean, God bless they, the God the bless the people at Audi Field, man. That's it's it's a really lovely place to watch a game. Are the games for the uh, for the United? Are they are they pretty packed? Yeah, I mean, well, they are and they aren't. They they have this core section actually right adjacent to the Heineken Field or mm. the Heineken Bar area, which is right behind one of the goals, and it's all old school college bleacher seats. And they have a guy with a drum and like oh, yeah. all this whole fanfare. That, that so that's bullshit. I think they're called the Renegades or I forget what they're called. Outlaws. They're called the Outlaws for the DC United. Um, they're just a fan group. The DC Outlaws. Yeah, they. I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, don't Oof. fact check me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that is. Terrible. I think that's what it's called. But anyway, that's they. Uh, I gotta tell you, they. Um, they pack that in every game, and honestly. You know, we had we won a couple of MLS championships in the beginning, so there was some steam behind it for a while. Dude, I mean, the team is sick. You know, I actually had a buddy of mine. He moved down to Austin, and he was a pediatric cardiologist, and he wound up renting the English basement when he was working at Children's National from the coach, from Ben. And I was like, no kidding. I was like, what, was that cool? He's like, oh, my God. He's like... He and his wife and his family are like the nicest people ever. They yeah, invite uh, me up. Todd Cuba, the owner of Jake's, he's friends yeah. with Ben too. Oh, is he? Yeah, he. You know, they. We were trying to partner with them uh, at some point, and you know, he's a busy guy. You know, like I mean, they, they're, they're friendly. That guy they ain't, know each other. That, that guy know. ain't stopping into Jake's. He lives in Shaw, though. Oh no, shit. Okay. So I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't because he has a relationship. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised anyone stops in. I mean, once they get into Jake's, I I I, I know they have a good time. But yeah, from the street, it's just such a quick like. If you blink, you walk by it, you won't even notice it exists. So that being said, um, it's right by uh, Dasha Dasha Beer Garden. Yes, the home of all of your outdoor uh, drinking needs. No, you no, you don't want to say that because Jake's has got a backyard or a back uh, porch path. We do, but patty, we're we're friendly patty. neighbors. Listen, we we love our little seventh three straw straw strip. And uh, and any business is good business. Dude, for us. we just—I mean, we just—we just have a great time there. I mean, we have—it's a—it's a Pat's bar that we've made a—you know—we've—we've we've made it into the Patriots bar, which has been great. Um, do you feel like? Are, do you feel like you should? You need to be loyal to the New England, uh, the Boston uh, XFL team. Do they even have one? Oh, I don't know. I—I I, assume they would. Oh, I had no idea. Because um, I don't think so. Um, I think that I, I think that I don't have to be loyal to this one. Yeah. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no Boston's like, we got plenty of decent sports teams. We don't we need some XFL decent sports teams. Not to mention that no one wants to play outdoor sports in New England in oh, it's, February yeah, and March. Yeah, the North is going to be harder for that. I mean, Jesus. But back on topic. So you're going to be at the games with your great seats in the 112 yeah. area, right? And um, you're going to be at the bar bartending. Saturdays. So the goal here is 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 I'll have the uh, the the kind of broadcaster television experience, and uh, Todd and the rest of the crew will have the live experience. We also have a friend. Shout out to Ryan Powers. He's he's uh, starting up another uh, uh, another podcast, but he's going to bring his his podcasting equipment live to Audi Field to get some. Uh, hopefully, we'll splice in some uh, some live. Uh, Comment commentary yeah. from the the fans. Hopefully, that everyone's hammered, saying some funny shit off color. Um, you know, I mean, we got we got a great squad, right? So we got we got we got the professor, we got Joe, we got Paulie uh, Bang Bang, 
we got Polly Bang Bang. We got uh, Andrew. Uh, and we got myself. And then I think for opening day, um, I don't know if if Kat's going to come, but uh, I know that Angela's going to come. I know that um, Ryan's going to come. I think, wasn't uh, Will was thinking about coming? Yeah, Will and Griff were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Will and Griff yeah. were talking about it last night. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, if anything, if anything, the little spark that you and Joey got into, and then you you, you dragged Royce and Paul into initially, because this was just the four of y'all, yeah. is grown into about almost 10 people are going to come to this game, which if you take that as a microcosm of like people in D.C. looking for shit to do this time of year, I honestly think these games would be. I don't think they will sell out Audi Field initially, but I think it will be pretty seventy-five percent capacity successful. I do. Yeah. I, I I have a. I've been to a lot of soccer matches there, man, and they fill up quick. You'd be surprised. Like I saw Jamaica versus U.S. national team. It was a not a qualifier, just a friendly uh, for the World Cup or some shit. And a, I learned I did not know how many Jamaicans lived in D.C. Oh, really? <laughs> There were so many Jamaican flags and Jamaican no, accents. Like no kidding. legit people that sound like they're from Jamaica. I don't know where they live. Maybe like I don't know, Glover Park or something. Well, where's shit. the restaurants, know. man? There are some restaurants, but they're like Bethesda. They're like not oh, Bethesda, okay. but they're like Southern Maryland, Northern Virginia. Because a lot of people don't know is that DC has the largest amount or is the biggest uh or has the largest Ethiopian population. In the in the in the U.S. Yes, and we have all the restaurants to prove that. <laughs> and the restaurants are just fabulous. In fact, there's one right next to to Jake's. Yeah, La- yeah, yeah, Lalabella. Yeah, yeah Lalabella. Yeah. That is get some good Doro Watt and all get that some stuff. Tibs. Yeah, you get the Tibs. You get the you get the injera. Um, um, no, but what you will find that that people, I only know this because I saw fucking. Portnoy from Barstool. Mm. Uh, he was doing a pizza review, and they gave him a free. Uh, Did Jamaican he keep his beef. shirt on? <laughs> I don't know. No, he had a shirt. It was cold. They gave him a free yeah. Jamaican beef patty. I forget where he was. And he goes, I don't know what this fucking beef patty thing is, but it's like you go to any 7-Eleven in D.C. and they had the, 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 the spicier mild beef patties. You know, like the, it's got the puff pastry with the, the seasoned beef and stuff oh, inside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's only in D.C. That's not in New England. Portno didn't even know what the shit that was. It was like a gigantic empanada almost, right? You don't even, you know, you don't, you don't buy, you don't eat at 7-Eleven. Like I'm a, I've no, been poor I, no, in my I day. Am not a, uh, so, uh, I am not a... So, yeah, uh, a Jamaican beef patty is a delicious little fucking treat. It, it's like, it's like, it's a flaky puff pastry that's seasoned with, uh, what's the, uh, like, um, curry. And then inside is a, is a, is a, is a beef and potato minced, uh, mixture with, uh, Jamaican seasonings. Oh, that sounds good. And it's spicy, you can spice your mild, but it, it's basically just ground beef inside a puff pastry or a, a flaky kind of Can you pour like, some nacho cheese on top of it? You can pour nacho cheese on anything you want in 7-Eleven, motherfucker. Wow. Um, no, but going to the Audi Field game, I, I, I saw that there was a lot of Jamaicans and, and they, uh, anyway, the point was it fills up. Yeah, I'm trying we, to figure out what Jamaicans the fuck we're talking about here. So, um, the, that, you know, it would be nice. Uh, what are the concession stands like at, at, at Audi? I literally have only been to my shitty seats and then Heineken bar. And then they do have, they get they, 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 very hot dogs, pretzels, that shit, nachos. All right. Chicken fingers. I'm good with dogs. Speaking of dogs. Oh, the Defender dog. The, 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 the Defender dog. It's a, uh, it's going to be a nice addition, hopefully, to, to the Jake's menu, right? Yeah, it's, I'm just going to go. What are we doing there? Go buy some, some uh, shout out to Hebrew National. Love the Jews. Uh, uh, some all, all beef kosher fucking Franks. Dude, I'd love and, Hebrew uh, Nationals, man. Dude, they make a great fucking dog. They dude. make a great dog. 
And, uh, and the, the only the, consistently delicious is all I got. The say. only better dog than that is commercially a, produced com- commercially is a Zweigel's White Hot. Never had that or Red Hot from upstate New York. You want a good hot dog? Where upstate? Because I'm from downstate. You, you go to Rochester. That's you go upstate, to Buffalo, yeah. right? Yeah. Those dogs, I swear to God, you can't get anything like it. You get either a white hot or a red hot. Is that, is that a Polish community? Or is that a German, uh, well, German, yeah, there's German a, a German, German, mostly a, it's a German deal, but uh, there is a huge Polish community up there. Yeah. Rochester and uh, in Buffalo. I mean, you know, Rochester was the was really the capital of the op, the optical engineering b- uh, business in the entire world. Talk about like glasses and yeah, shit? Yeah, Bosch and Loam, Kodak. Like for lenses. Yeah, for lenses and shit. Damn. Yeah. And then hey, fun all, fact, and then, everybody. Uh, uh, a sandwich Todd knows some shit nobody cares about, but it's kind of funny to know new shit. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you <laughs> want to go up to Rochester and get and get a couple uh, get a couple of hot dogs? I've been up to Rochester once in the wintertime. It was cold as fuck. Um, it is. It's 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 very cold up there, but it's actually pretty good. We're winding down now, so uh, we uh, we have. What are we at in terms of minutes? Oh, we have five more minutes. I'm just okay. trying to get through. Uh, you might have to crack open another uh, another one of these fellas. Yeah, yeah, you can be beer bitch for this uh, this little adventure. Um, oh so I'll be at the. We've already discussed. Todd will be at the game. We got all that out of the way. Um, I'll be at the bar watching the game. I think. I think now we're going to go into what I like to call off topic. So. So we're trying we're we're trying to do a couple of things on this podcast. We really love the DC Defenders. We want to get that going, and uh, we also love the district. Todd and I are both uh, transplants, so we are grown ass men in their thirties who uh, who made the decision conscientiously to live in this fucking town. Yeah, and and it's one of the, the reasons why Todd and I get along so good. Uh, he's from he's from Sandwich, Massachusetts. I grew up in a small town called Pauling in New York State. And uh, and then spent some time in Connecticut in high school. Now my parents live in New Hampshire, so I got um, kind of we have a lot of Northeast ties there. Um, and we both love being in D.C. We both have lived here for a while. We both have opportunities to move elsewhere, and we want to just keep our I think life it's a great here. Town. So defending the district is not only a defense of the defenders, but it's also uh, defending the city that we've you know we're orphans and we've grown to love. Yeah. You know? So, uh, in off topic, we like to talk about things going on in the city and things that uh, we want to uh, just notice or just talk shit about or whatever. And uh, I think Todd, you want you were talking about some some of the the way the restaurants are uh, yeah, presenting you know, food I mean, right I, now. Yeah, I'm I'm a little pissed off right now. Um, you know, it really gets my goat. Uh, there's just a, there's just a couple of things that I'm really pissed off about. I think first is that the 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 small format and large format plates at restaurants so you're asking you're asking uh why do i only get essentially uh little small shitty fucking dishes for too expensive or i have to spend way too much money on one correct. fucking long ass meal correct yes okay so that's a tasty menu or so tapas why, essentially so why is it an either or on this shit uh you know like i'm getting hosed for instance you're hosed at tapas because then if, if you, you either you're still leave hungry. hungry or you waste all your fucking money and then and then i just would rather just go get french fries yeah and just right? drink beer or, for instance, went out the other night, it's $45 for fried chicken. Where? 
$45. If you don't want to say where, that's fine. Yeah, I'm Where's not going to say, but $45? How much fried chicken did you get? A whole bucket? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Went to KFC and was like, yeah, give me uh, nine of those, six of these, five you of those, it. four you, of those. Feeds a family at 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, it was outrageous. It, it was, it was uh, you know, three pieces of fried chicken. Now, it was delicious fried chicken. But no fried chicken is worth $45. No fried chicken is worth $45. God bless the colonel, but no, it's not. I mean, it's flour, chicken. In oil. Yeah, and chicken, a very renewable uh, resource for us in this country. We have plenty Especially of Especially if it's chickens. Amish, man. I'll tell you, the Amish, they got some great chicken. Dude, I got a fucking bird off topic, off topic, uh, from Butcher Box. Got a whole one of them fucking, uh, them Amish fucking birds from Butcher Box. So. You got the whole thing? I got a whole bird. I'm going to roast it next week. Oh, did it come with the gizzards and everything? I don't know. It's frozen. It all, it all comes uh, frozen. Probably not if it's frozen to come with the gizzard, gizzards, but. Uh, uh, chicken liver is the best. No, but to go back to it, it's. So that's that's the first thing that I'm pissed off about is the large plate or the large format versus the small format in restaurants. So what would your solution be then? This is like this. Just this give bothered. me a goddamn fucking roast chicken. So give me a, pl- give me a roast chicken. Give so me you fucking want, mashed you want, potatoes. You want more restaurants like, excuse me, I'm burping. Yeah, first well. beer in a month. Um, so you want more restaurants like Clyde's. No, 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 no. Th- but you want better quality, but more restaurants that just offer you the shit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, correct. You want a TGI Fridays that it serves better food. <laughs> I definitely don't want TGI no. Fridays. In theory, you, you don't like the gimmicks. You don't like the, oh, I have to, because you know what, it, this is, both, both of those options, Todd, yeah. are catering to women. Okay. Tapas always caters to women because they're indecisive. Wow. Okay, we're going here. All right. No, no. I, yeah. I, I have dated women. I've been married. I, I I have a lot of experience going out with women. And when I go to Tapas, when Tapas first came out, it annoyed me because I, I I didn't I don't eat uh, shellfish, but my ex wife did. Right, so we would order like you know you don't eat shellfish. Eight things. We've talked about this time. Oh, um, we uh, we would order like you know eight things off off a Tapas menu, right? And I'd get like the meatballs and the the the, the pork sliders and like whatever like. Kind of not, these are not actual things on the menu, but like, or like some chicken empanada egg roll thingy, whatever. You know, I would get shit that I would eat. Yeah. Then she would get a couple of like shellfish dishes, right? And we'd sit down. I'd eat the shit that I ordered. She'd have half of what I ordered, mm. and then her shit, because I don't eat her shit. I'd be like, well, now I'm hungry. So now I have to order more, right? So I mm. order more because it just comes as you go, whatever comes as you go. And then like she's still sitting on like she's not gonna finish her shellfish shit. But the whole point is is like they want the they want their they want their um uh, uh like like variety. They want they want to be able to pick and choose. So that's why tapas is it's just it's just small but also it's small bites. So it's just like, oh, it's just that I mean, all I had was just that little thing. Yeah, like but 20 what, of them. Yeah, but if if someone can't commit to an entree. Like, wh- what can they commit to? Clearly not a marriage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that scenario, but what I would say is, is no, that... No, 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 but my point... I'm, 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 dude, like a roast chicken or, uh, you know, a beef bourguignon. Dude, have you ever been on a date with a girl that can't figure a fucking shit out? Like, like... Like this is why it, it it appeals because then you have the tasting menu. That's the other the other appeal to women, and the reason why the tasting menu is appealing is the fucking price tag. Like oh why, my god, he spent four hundred dollars on me. Yeah, 
That's what it fucking is. Yeah, and I mean, I've also, done that in the past. That's, on the, that's on the back end, on the, the back end of that, on yeah. the back end of that, the tasty menu is so much easier for chefs because they can buy and prep exactly what they know they're going to sell. Now, tapas is difficult on chefs because, like, you just never know if you're going to sell a lot of this or a lot of that. You got to sure. be ready for anything. But the tasty menu, from a restaurant industry perspective, is is much more helpful. Ooh. For the back of house, because like I can understand that it's like you already know I have to buy all of the this produce, this the, this protein, all this stuff, uh, starches. I know exactly what I'm going to use, so you can you can cost it out in a way that is beneficial for the restaurant. But I'm not even talking about tasting menus. You know, like large format. Oh, I thought large format. format for you was like the the, the like I got to eat all this food, or I have I have to choose from all these tiny things. No, it's like well, you know, we recommend nine nineteen small dishes for the table and. For large format, and then you look at the bill, and it's like seventeen hundred dollars. Oh, so they're saying like you either get like a whole chicken, you got it, or like a whole roasted pig plus some tapas. Yeah, I mean, kinda. I mean, it's like the large format was like even it was like a flank steak. It's like that's large format. It's going to cost me forty five dollars. So okay, now I'm gonna. I thought you were. I thought your argument was like, why does it have to be either tasty menus and tapas? Why can't we just get a steak and potatoes and eat it? But yeah, have a quick I just crate. want. A roast chicken, and not even just steak and potatoes. It could be like Garlic it could be like a, a, a lobster thermidor or some shit. You know what Broccoli I mean? Broccoli like, rob. Yeah, call it a fucking day. But they have that, right? Where McCormick and Schmidt's? Okay, like, yeah, it, that's a great restaurant. Next, well, my my point is is I think what you're asking for is you want a higher level steakhouse in the city. Nah, I don't even want a higher level steakhouse. In theory, steakhouse. It wouldn't just be steak, but like it. it what a, just how give me an entree for a reasonable price and an appetizer that that'll feed three people. If I want to start off with something else, that's it. I that's I it. agree with that. I agree with that. I think that that that, that what that format ends up kind of neglecting the creativity that the that the chefs want to do. Yeah, yeah and we become we a chef driven city, and the chef ego is creativity. out. It's out of fucking control, dude. Like I. I love my friends that cook. I love uh, the celebrity chefs that I've met and I've known. But at the end of the day, it's not them. It's not their fault, really. It's the fucking Food Network and like Top Chef and glorifying. Listen, Tony Bourdain said it best. This is a fucking rough job. Yeah, no, and I don't doubt it's it. It's brutal and it's grueling, and most people die young in it. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's a lot of cocaine, there's a lot of boozing, tons of boozing. There's a lot of other illicit drugs, especially like when you get to be an older chef, you get chemically dependent on pain pills because you got to stand on your feet for 18 hours a fucking day. Um, there's a lot of issues in this industry, but it's glorified almost like rock stars now in a way that, yeah, if you break through, it's great. But so many people are just busting their asses and they're never going to see more than fucking 20 bucks an hour. And sure. and I think that the way the formats of the restaurants are going, they're going this way that, that's bothering you so that the chefs can feel like, oh, I did this. All right, I, I put my stamp on this. And I also think that, you know, I mean, especially in D.C. in the last, as you know, better than I do, but in the last seven years, this place has erupted in terms of restaurants. Oversaturated is the word I use now. I mean, I would, I would put D.C. up against New York any day of the week and twice on Sunday. So... I don't dine in New York, ever. Okay. I mean, when I do dine in New York, I do dine. You eat? No, when I do dine in New York, though, I go to like honestly, dude. I go to I go and I wake up. I Pizza parlor. I get a fucking bagel at some deli. Sure. You know? Get some locks. And uh, and then I I might have dinner once, but it's always at a casual or 
or place that's about the same price point as DC. Nothing ever blows my mind in New York. To, to your point, yeah, that's it. I'm never just like, oh my god, greatest meal of my life. But I will say the service is better in New York, in general. Um, but when I dine in New York, then it's late night. I just get a slice. I get fucking hammered and I get a slice. That's it. Yeah, no, I mean the pizza in New York. I get it. Right, bagels in New York. I get it. Of course. Right. Got Jews and Italians, motherfucker. Dela, uh, delicatessens. I got it. The problem is, is that in D.C., now it's become such a, a, uh, a food town that the rent in these places, I, I mean, I have to imagine, is insane. Oh, it, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. So then it's your food cost. That, in, you know, and honestly, and everyone knows this, if you're going to do high-end food. Yeah, you got to do high-end product or no? No, you do, yes. But you also have to have high-end labor. Correct. It's the only way to make money is what I do for a living, which is selling booze. Booze is the only markup that makes any money for a, for for a business. Because if you do high end food, because it's what double on wine. Uh, now you can make it, good wine double, shit wine triple, quadruple. Yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. nice. But um, liquor is a whole nother thing. Like that's like you're you have looking- to buy in bulk though to make. I mean. Not like, that, I mean, I mean that, isn't a bottle of Jameson like twenty dollars? It's more than that. Yeah. Is it really? Uh, Jameson went up this year. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to source a new Irish because I'm tired of Jameson getting all. all what about uh, Teeling? Tweeling? So Zeeling. They, they, then you have to look at like the bottle format. So Teeling serves in a 750 milliliter format instead of a liter format, and that, that, then mm. that's that's a third less or quarter less in your of product in the bottle, and the price is maybe a little cheaper, but there's not as much product in the bottle, and 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 honestly, like it all tastes the fucking same in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Powers Powers makes a good whiskey. Powers is owned by John Jameson and Company, though. That's a problem, yeah. but um, I do like uh, I do like Powers. Powers is actually now more expensive than Shields. Okay, that's a problem. Because um, uh, it got bought out by John Jameson and Sons, and they uh, they put one of those cork tops instead of screw top, uh, and they started brutal. labeling it better, so it looks pretty. And so, what's a yeah. good whiskey to get then? I mean, you got uh, Old Overholt. That's a rye. Well, I drink I, I drink Irish and I drink Jameson. And I just I just deal with it. You know, yeah, but what's um, an, uh, but what's another good Irish that that you can possibly Donegal get? is good, Donegal, Donegal, yeah. Uh, they isn't, serve... isn't that from the county Donegal, D- uh, Donegal, Donegal, yeah, yeah, Donegal. But everyone pronounces it Donegal, well, like here, a monocle. We're in America. Yeah, let's see. That's that's the other problem. I'm not in Ireland, dude. Um, I just I just read the words and I phonetically how much how much is that mouth. a bottle? Eighteen bucks? Nineteen? I think that's, that one's around 22 instead of like Jameson's all up to like 34, I think. Now. Oh my gosh. How many shots can you get out of that? 18 to 20. 18 to 20, huh? Yeah. So you'd, you'd figure you'd, you'd sell that for 200 bucks, right? You can still make money off of it. It's just, it, it, it's the way the costing is, 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 is on, on the bar end, the way the expectation is for ownership, the, what the money they're going to make back is. You just got to like, I'm not going to give away the trade secrets here. Yeah, I don't want. I'm not asking you to. I don't want people to ever start like start price shaming me at my bar. But no, but um, you guys are very affordable. I mean, we are affordable. But if you found out like the real cost of certain things, you'd be like, "Wow, that that's gouging." But you're like, "No, somebody has to keep the lights no. on." Here. Yeah, no, you exactly. Know? I mean, and, I used to ask. My and bartenders dad, make four dollars an hour, ladies and gentlemen. So it's not like <laughs> it's not like the, the the overhead is on is on it. I used on, to right I used now, to ask so. my dad. You know, I mean, he was a dentist. Um, and he retired last year, and and I was like, 
a crown costs $5,000? He was like, yeah, what do you think? Like, how do you think I, I, I pay the bills? You know, like it, it, it it's not like, you Who know, bought your fishing boat kid. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, um, it's, 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 it, it comes for free and, yeah. and especially now with all the medical technology and all, and all, but anyway, uh, we, when we go off topic, what is your off topic? So I think we've talked enough about food and, and, and that bullshit. Mine is, uh, yeah. mine is, is kind of, it's not as, 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 homer as it would sound for dc but i'm just frustrated with i can't disseminate political information news wise and oh i live boy. in the heart of it right oh we're going right here no no no. i'm not going I'm, i don't want to go deep into like trump okay. or impeachment or anything okay. but we have friends that 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 work in media or work in 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 uh in in journalism and i sometimes reach out to them i was like could you explain this aspect of the impeachment or this aspect of the election process to me, because I mean, I'm 40 years old and I've lived in this country my whole fucking life, and, and I still don't I, I vote, it. and I still don't understand how the fuck this yeah. shit works. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a fucking common man bartender. You know, used to be a traveling musician. Like I don't have much. I have, I have life experience. I've traveled all over the world, but I don't have like book experience or like political experience mm. or whatever. But I've lived in a political city for 20 years, and I guess my frustration is is when I start to think that I get it. Right, like what the fuck is going on? Whether it be anything, is when you don't get it. Is when you don't get it. And, yeah. And now, like I was, I was, we were, I was talking not to get deep into the impeachment. I don't want to get into political shit that heavy, but I was talking about it, and I said, you know, I remember in 2016, no one thought Donald Trump would win, and then he did. And now it's 2020, and the and the Republic or the Democrats are trying to impeach them, or they have impeached him. Now they're trying to oust him out of office, and everyone thinks that that's an impossibility because he has the majority in the Senate. But then now there's the, there's some outliers out here in the Senate from the Republican side that are like, oh, let me see some more information. And my like hot take or my like you know you want to put your money on it quick is like he does get ousted because. Whenever we start thinking shit is making sense in this country, it goes off the fucking rails. It goes rails. off the rails, yeah. You know, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, it, I think, you know, I remember me and my buddies were joking around five years ago, whatever it was. It was like, yeah, this is all we need. Donald Trump with his fucking fingers on the nuclear launch codes. And, you know, but it becomes reality. And, you know, really the genius behind... Donald Trump is, is that and in his campaign is that he tapped into a vein in a nervous system in America. But he already had that with his reality show. He knew people were willing to accept 79% bullshit. I mean, listen, he wasn't speaking about like, you know, his ratings were incredible on the oppressed. Oh, yeah, though. but he wasn't talking about like on the show, like we need to build a wall. We're going to make Mexico pay for it, and it's rapists and thugs. Do you know that, that across do, the border. I read this. The build the wall thing wasn't even uh, a talking point he cared about. It was, Pat Buchanan came up with that years ago. No, it was basically like he's such a fucking moron that in order for them to remind him what to talk about. They'd be like, all right, you need to talk about uh, immigration. You need to talk about, oh, yeah, talk about building a wall. Um, talk about, it was, building a wall was just talking, it's how to remind him how to talk about immigration, right? Because his his base is conservative white Americans, let's be honest. So, 
So, and in 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 border states is what is what won him a lot of votes, right? Because Arizona kind of flip flopped a little bit during during uh, during Obama, but then yeah, it wasn't like Texas was going Democratic. Yeah, yeah. but New Mexico and Arizona did some wishy washy shit did, with, yeah, with the sure. Obama administration. So like he was like, if we can get these motherfuckers, and the build the wall was literally just like a thing to remind him to talk about immigration, and then he said it in and a speech, and the crowd fucking cheered. And for him, it's like, dude. Now I'm getting now he gets that high like I've I've played in, I've played it on stages like once you get people to like it's get excited he's, the endorphins that go into your brain then you repeat the same thing and he just keeps on saying because like if I if I just say build a wall they'll get excited if I say I'll make it ten feet fucking taller they'll get excited and he just cares about getting people excited which is the role of a president to get the people to believe in them but the problem is he's not qualified to do the job and by qualified is that he's honestly. I would I would prefer a scandalous Hillary type politician over him only because they know how the world market works by way better than he does. Yeah. And I don't I want mean, weird shit to happen. Like this Iran shit was really scary for a couple of days, it dude. It was, yeah. And I And you know what? It very st- it, 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 it very, very well, well could, could still be. be scary. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But they I haven't be been that scared. Some shit. I mean, I'm I you were born in eighty four. Uh, 82. 82? 82. So you grew up the exact same time I did. I mean, I grew up, like, the Cold War was in full effect when I was in middle school and yeah. grade school. And we had this fear. It was this constant fear until the, 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 the Berlin Wall fell in 88. There was this constant fear that, like, shit was going to go down. Like, there was, like, Wait, the Cold Berlin War. Wall fell in 88? 88 or 89, yeah. Oh, I thought it was 91. Um, but there was this constant fear no, ninety one was the uh, the Iraq or the original Iraq War. Um, okay, but uh, there was this constant fear that from my parents, I could feel from I could feel this as a kid. There was this that we were we could be attacked. The sure. Cold War was a real thing, dude. I think millennials and Zennials don't understand the feeling of a Cold War. That fear that we they don't have well, this. We fear. are technically millennials. I am absolutely not a millennial. Okay, well, I you I, are the first. You are the first slash second year of millennial. Yeah, I am the first year of of being a millennial. I think the weird thing is, is that, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day, a couple days ago was. Also, oh, you're not a millennial in the way that you are, though. Is what I'm saying is. Like, oh, okay. Like, 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 you have you you understand technology, but you're not a in my when I look at millennials, I see. People that are tied, like you don't post on your fucking social media. You don't live can't in that have, world. Can't have conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that you know, here's another off topic, and I know that we're running out of time, but here's another off topic, right? It's like what do we got? It doesn't matter. Why why we're at an hour now, so we can okay. whatever. So why why do why do we or why do people you know, when you're talking to them or, you know, say you go out on a date or whatnot. Why are people constantly checking their phones? What on earth are you doing? Well, you know, it's all that is it, that important. It's not it's not important like paying your bills important. It's not important like you know, taking a shit important. What it's, like it, it, Frankie Joe just fucking It's a culture that I don't understand. Know, it's a culture that pet they their do. dog and then and then also, she needs to post it. I, uh, it's it's it, it, it I mean, scientifically, it's been equated to the endorphin release is equated to um, of like of of taking like a uh, like a like a 
Prozac kind of pill. Like you get this endorphin push when people like what you do on the thing. It's just like, but it's the same release that you get that if someone smiles at you in the street. The problem is, is that everyone's looking down, so they don't notice the natural smile, so they're trying to get the fake smile on the phone. The other thing is, is though, is that people now... But you've ever noticed that? You ever walk down the street and you just link eye contact with a person and they just smile at you? It feels so good. You yeah, smile dude, back, because it, it feels doesn't happen so anymore. I know. cool. No, but like it... All right. It happened to me last week. You know, I was just... I walk to work every day, so I walk about 45 minutes to Jake's and back. And at night, I don't see anyone because it's late at night. But during the day, I see everybody. It's around fucking three in the afternoon. Sure. And someone will look up at you like this girl looked up and she just smiled at me and I just smiled back and like this is it was this great feeling like there wasn't like she wasn't like hey I want your dick and I was like hey I want your tits you know like it was just like okay. she looked no. at me and she was just like I'm acknowledging you as a human being and I'm gonna smile and I acknowledge back like thank you smile back you know yeah it, like that's the same thing as a like on Facebook but it's not natural the smile is natural well the other thing that I think you know I remember talking to a colleague years you know maybe three years ago and, you know, he or she looked nothing like they did in reality. Oh, from the photo you saw on the internet to yeah. what you saw in person. Yeah. It, you know, it was filtered or had a million things. And I asked he or she, I said, you know, social media is, is weird, isn't it? And they said, yeah, it's incredibly stressful. And what was interesting is, is that, and what they brought uh, Hold on, hold on. Can I just time out? Put a pin on that. Yeah. It's incredibly stressful. Yeah. You're not Listen, hanging I off. I can understand. You're not hanging off the Golden Gate Bridge trying no, to put a support fucking beam. That's stressful. Like, like. What? That is stressful. Like, like. But, you're, but I mean, your life's also in danger, John. I mean, you know. Not mine. No, but if you're but putting I'm a not, fucking stress beam in on the goddamn Golden Gate. That's, but social media isn't stressful. I stress you create for yourself. Sure, sure. Because you could walk away from that anytime and still live your life. You know what I mean? You can, yeah. Yeah. I think that what's interesting though is that the the one thing that they they brought to my attention was that you have a certain amount of friends on social media. Let's say Instagram, right? You got 150 friends, and or 150 people that follow you, and they see something that you post. And I'm guilty of this too. And you think that, you know, it's it's you know, it's a good a good post, or you know, you're posting something important, and then you get like twelve people that like it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, I thought I was talking about it like a serious issue or, you know, some fucking march or you know, whatever. And yet when it comes to some people's social media accounts is that they're compelled to like other people's, like especially like the influencers. Yeah, you have to like... You know, the Fashion Nova gals and no, all yeah, that you, stuff. You have to scroll down, and it's actually part of their life It's work like, oh my God, you to, look so amazing. Tap, tap and then you, like and and then you look at their, uh, their profile, and it's the same people just commenting back and forth. It's I just like, can't wait for businesses like, to stop paying fucking these fucking tennis people. Ping pong, I, just, I can't wait for businesses to stop paying these fucking people to, to literally be useless. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not saying like all people that that influence in the sense that they promote things. But I'm saying like, I mean, I look I follow women that just, you know, they. They don't wear a lot of clothes on their pictures, right? Okay, but 
that's and that's just kind of like you know locker room fucking like uh, you know like look you know whatever they're putting it out there so they're not putting it out there for other girls other girls don't want to see their asses they're putting it out there for guys to look at to be honest with it or gay women or whatever but then you find out like you go deep into the shit and they you know have other things they they also after they show you your fucking picture of their ass in a thong then it's like they they'll, they'll sell some hand cream and it's like. I mean, I don't know if they're selling hand cream. No, no, not hand cream. Not the fucking Avon lady. No, 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 but what I'm saying is, but they do. They have these products that they push. And then, sure, it's like the they, Fashion Nova. Yeah, or, and then they become, you know, in, they, the, they influence. What was that one thing? Ignite, you know, when Dan built. But it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I just, as a guy that's worked every fucking day for his whole fucking life to make a fucking living and to, you know, like live in a modest home. I'm not asking for too fucking much. Like, and to see these people that is like, dude, you literally just sat on a couch. And fucking like tweeted some shit and then like went to the gym and then took a fucking picture of yourself and now there's an extra fucking thirty but, grand in your pocket. But but let me let me play devil's advocate on this one. How about back 20, 30 years ago? Okay. When people were getting into coding, right? On the uh, on the computer. Uh-huh. And people that were working blue collar jobs and uh, you know, physical labor and that type of stuff. We're saying, well, you know, back in my day, you know, I, I was, also I don't was... think that those people should make as much money. Really, coders? You don't think that coders should make that 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 type of money? No, I mean, I think, I, I, yes, I do think that anyone that's doing like that, people are making like crazy ass algorithms. Okay, but that's different than just showing your fucking ass in a thong. I believe. I mean, you can't compare those apples okay. to oranges. All right, yeah. Like, do I think? That's a fair point. Do I think that that? A guy that is like roofing in July, and oh, that's brutal. Like you know, should get paid more money than whatever the minimum wage is, ten bucks an hour. Yeah, because I think that's a fucking tough fucking job. And I also think that that guy, the risk of him falling and then dying, and his family not paid. Yeah, you know, dude, like, I had a buddy who, uh, we were painting one year. Shout I'm not out. saying we need to pay him tons of fucking money. Like he doesn't have to make a hundred k a year, but he should definitely make more than minimum fucking wage. Yeah. And then the fact that some girl that just literally rolls over, like. Granted, she does. I will give this girl and guy. By the way, I'm sorry. I don't mean to just talk about women. Like, and the dudes that fucking do all the fucking workout videos and shit. Like, dude, all you do is work out. That's not a job. That's your own vanity. Like, well, Schwarzenegger worked out every day, right? That was his job. Schwarzenegger also worked really hard to learn English, commit to lines in the movies, and become an actor. Well, that was way after he was at you know Mr. But whatever. he was Mr. Universe. It's way different from being. An Instagram model to Mr. He was uh, the fucking most beautiful man alive for like okay. Five. Schwarzenegger was not the no, most beautiful like, man. No, but like what they Mr. Universe is like muscular sure. form. They yeah. there's judges that judge it. There's a panel of judges that said he was the most physically beautiful specimen of a male on the planet. That's what Mr. Universe is considered. And so he yeah he worked towards that. He utilized that to get into acting. He tried. He, he was never a great actor, but he worked so hard he didn't even fucking speak English, dude. Like I give it, he's a fucking immigrant, dude. Like you can't compare. <laughs> Who is your him daddy to and what does he do? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, I have a neuro supercomputer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like, like I understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't go there. I don't go there with what comes to the Instagram people because I'm like, dude, they, they didn't, they didn't committed that much work. Just, it's not hard to stay skinny well, and fucking have fucking, you know. Oh, I mean, I'm not skinny. Yeah, dude, but it wouldn't be hard if you were getting paid thousands and thousands of dollars a week to be skinny. You would be skinny. Every yeah. actor, every actor, I mean, Walter Salt listen, says that. I when guess that we could say that about movie? like supermodels, like Alexandra D'Ambrosio or um, Ambrosio or whatever her name is. Talking about supermodels. These oh, are these, these yeah. are. 
I'm talking about normal fucking people that just end up with fucking 30,000 fucking followers. Yeah, you need a lot more than that, though. Ah, that's, that's a good start, dude. Dude, I mean, I got like 10. You got 10 followers? 10,000? Maybe 15. Followers or 1,000 followers? 15 followers. <laughs> you know, I think that the other thing is, is, that, is that you have, you know, I don't know. I, I go back and forth in terms of social media. I mean, I go... Um, one day I think it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of neat and interesting and you see some really cool people doing some really cool stuff. And then the next day you're trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. And, you know, I mean, I like food, like checking out the recipes and all that shit. But the problem is, is that we're becoming so dependent on, and, and these are not hot takes. Everyone's, everyone's talked about this a million effing times. So it's not, you know, this isn't special, but um, we're becoming so dependent on it. It's like we're deriving our self-worth from it. But Todd, you don't have to be. And that's my, that's kind yeah. of my point. Like, I get more joy in my Go life. Go off the grid, baby. Not off the grid, but I, I, like, I, I stand behind a bar in the public eye every day of my life. Now, maybe that public eye is only two people because we're slow, but when I have a decent crowd, Joe. yeah, when I have a decent crowd at work, I get more gratification when the people at my job are having a good time than if I got a bunch of likes on Facebook. Yeah. You know, or Instagram. Either way, you know, this is the way the world's going. You and I are, everyone has to learn how to adapt to it. Just like when they invented the fucking car, everyone had to fucking figure that out and got rid of horses. You know I mean? Like, it's just new technology. It's a new way to communicate when emails started and they didn't need snail mail anymore. Like, I mean, it's, everything changes. We just got to grow up and adapt to it. Um... But honestly, man, I think this was a good a good start. So let's uh, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, with that. let's yeah, let's, let's and, wrap uh, it up. This is the premier official DC Defender podcast, brought to you by Jake's Tavern, located at sixteen oh six Seventh Street Northwest, right next to Dasha. Um, and uh, we're happy that you guys uh, are listening, and uh, all 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 four of you. And uh, we will see you next week. It's it's going to be on Mondays from here on out. And well, the, we'll record on Mondays. The publishing might not be till like correct, Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday. We yeah. still need to get this thing fucking approved, too. We'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, yeah. guys, uh, right. red and white and ready to fight. Thank red, you very white, much. Ready to fight. All right, we'll see you.